the Ben Coley Podcast. Hi, another episode. I'm happy about this one. I've got some good stuff on the way. Really looking forward to it. Um, if you've never listened to this podcast before, I'm Ben. Hi, um, and I chat to you about my favourite new unsigned artist really i pick three different artists each week that i'm really digging at the minute artists that i genuinely love i don't just pick people that i think oh yeah that'll do it's people that i've downloaded i've got in my playlist people that i really want to go and see live if you like me and you love all different types of genres your pop your hip-hop your jazz all that sort of thing then this is like your essential quick snapshot of what's going on in unsigned music at the minute and you'll be able to touch base with a few different sounds get them in your library that sort of thing if you've got any artist suggestions if you've got anyone that you think you are they're really sick and i'd like to hear ben chat about it then please let me know i'd love to hear it and if you've got any suggestions for future episodes then please hit me up on my socials at bencoley97 on twitter underscore bencoley on insta i've got an email called the bencoley podcast at gmail.com I've approached all the unsigned artists and they've agreed to give me full usage of their music. They are the sole copyright holders of their music because they're unsigned. So thank you so much to the artists for letting me do that and let me use their music because I know that's a big deal. And all the links are in the description for each of the artists you'll hear today. So you can go and check them out, go and download their stuff, go and check them out live, that sort of thing. And please, as always, leave a review and a rating. Please download and share. That would be much appreciated, of course. And a huge shout out to my sponsors. You can be at the forefront of discovering new music with IndieCentralMusic.com. These guys are sick. You can unearth some of the hottest indie and alternative talent around. So many bands that I feature on here, Indie Central Music have already got on. Those guys are hot on it. They're like straight to the pulse. Way quicker than me. I don't know how they do it. They have loads of insightful reviews, feature interviews, and especially curated Spotify playlists, which are well worth for listen. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching Indie Central Music. First up is Mena. She's sick. She's a 22-year-old singer-songwriter. She's from Carmarthen in Wales, but she's she's now based in Manchester, doing her thing up that way, which, wise move, Manchester's got a great scene. And I've been trying to think, like, how would I sum it up? And I think the three pillars that influence Mena, the three legs under the table that hoist up her sound, are probably London Grammar, Lana Del Rey, especially vocally, and Florence and the Machine. It's like using all of these influences and she's got to the point where she's created her own dark indie pop world using these guys as touchstones. And I want to get into the track People Don't Know People. It dropped on the 26th of March, a little bit earlier this year, and it's beautiful. So my track People Don't Know People is my third single and I wrote it almost three years ago now after a breakdown of a friendship that I had um, and it gave me these feelings of you know I thought I knew this person really well and it's turned out like this and do we ever really know people and then um, that's the song about it was just me um, being a bit sad about that broken friendship and um, so I sat down at my piano one day and just bashed it out in one sitting really. Yeah, it took about an hour or so to write, but since then it's changed a lot. Originally it had um, 
this sort of really angry bridge section, but later on, like a year later, when I workshopped this song with um, my amazing band, we decided that this was a sad song and there was the opportunity there to make it really ethereal and spacey and beautiful. So we totally cut that bridge and instead created this big, dramatic outro, which is full of pain and, and heartbreak. And I think it fits the song really, really well. So, so yeah, the song started out with just um, piano and lyrics. And I tend to write everything at the same time. Like I just play some chords and sing some words and a melody all at the same time. Um, and then take it to the band and we workshop it like that. So I'm I'm super proud of it. It's um it's probably my favourite song that I've written so far and I'm very honoured that it's being played on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. starts with this swirling atmospheric guitar and then Mena's voice comes in pretty much straight away there's not much breathing space that's left at the start and from the off it's got this amazing beautiful tone to it she's got so much control over her voice again you know reminds me a little bit of Lana Del Rey that kind of smoky quality to her voice and I love this real sustained soft synth that comes in gradually and it just cradles Mena's voice on to the next bit of the song and my favourite part is probably coming up and I'll chat to you more about it afterwards. But for the rest of this song, I'm totally floating in it. I feel weightless without a care in the world. And I think it's the way that Mena's amazing falsettos just hang in the air and bleed into all these guitar parts.
I think it ultimately becomes pretty powerful, you know, it, it has quite a soft start to it, but then come the end, you're like, damn, this is, this is flooring me. And I hope that you like that dark indie pop energy that Mena brings to the table. And if you'd like to check out some more of her singles, I'd recommend it. Go and check out her link in the description. Ah, uh, weird milk. I'm happy I've got these guys on because whenever I'm messaging different artists to get them on, I always try and cast my net out as widely as I can. And then I just kind of hope and pray that enough people will get back in touch. But there's always certain artists that I'm like, please, please, for love of God, can I hear back from you? Because I would just love to hear what you have to say about your music. And I'd love to dive into your music properly. But of course, I need permission for it. But these guys were straight back to me. Such lovely group of guys. They're some village boys from Buckinghamshire. They make a pretty big racket, safe to say, out in the countryside. And then they realised in time that they're creating pretty sick tunes. So they packed up and they headed to London to make a go of it. And you've got Charlie Glover-Wright on drums and vocals. Alex Griffiths on guitar and vocals. You've got Joe Blue Moyle on keys. Alex Guess on bass and Emmett Crudus on guitar. These guys, as a quartet, have already pricked up some pretty good ears, like Steve Lamax on board, Jack Saunders from the Radio on Indie show, he's been all over it, Annie Mack, of course, the legend that is. She's been giving these guys the big up, so they're doing well, they're making waves. And they've been gigging a fair bit as well. They've had gigs in London, Glasgow, Brighton. And I saw that they played Bristol's Dot to Dot Festival back in September. And I need to go to that, man, because that festival looks incredible. I was at Isle of Wight that weekend and I'd already spent like 200 odd quid on the ticket. I was like, I'm not giving that up. But Dot to Dot Festival, I go to for so many of the artists that you hear on this podcast because it's just incredible for spotting new talent. And it gives them an amazing platform to do it in Bristol, which is such a vibrant city as it is anyway. Anyway, I'm banging on about festivals. I want to crack on with chatting about this amazing track from Weird Milk. It's called Vienna. And it's a track that dropped back in August. And this is guitarist Alex chatting a little bit more about it. Hey Ben, it's Alex from Weird Milk. Yeah, so Vienna, that was a song that I'd been sitting on for a long time. Roughly like 2016 that I started writing it. Yeah, I just let it come to me quite slowly, especially lyrically. It started out on the piano. I was at university at the time and I'd often go into the basement and they had these rehearsal rooms and I used to just jam on these acoustic pianos because I found there that, you know, there's nothing better than playing a real piano. It really doesn't compare. And yeah, it was just, you know, I was just playing the same thing over and over again and there's this like kind of descending chord progression that I was doing and then I just kept singing these bits over it. Uh, I was listening to a lot of Velvet Underground at the time. I, I think my favourite song at the time was probably um, Rock and Roll uh, by the Velvet Underground. Yeah, I was kind of just sort of doing my own sort of version of that in my own way. And yeah, there was, it was at this time in my life where these people sort of came in and I was like sort of on the fence about where what I was doing and where I wanted to be. And I, I was in a sort of big rut with myself. It was a fork in the road moment and I didn't really know what to do. And then these people just sort of came into my life uh, from different parts of the world. And yeah, it was great. It was very strange. It was like a weird fate, fate thing. And I don't really believe in those things, but it sort of made me appreciate it when people, you know, talk about fate and destiny and these sorts of things. And not to sound corny, but you know, it did definitely feel like I was supposed to meet these people at that time. 
after I was back on the straight and narrow again, um, those people just slowly, you know, drifted away for whatever reason, you know, and so that's what the that's what the song's about. And you know, they had a big effect on me, as you can hopefully hear in the song. Um, in terms of what we actually, how we actually wrote it and finished the demo, that was me and Charlie in lockdown. As I said, I've been sitting on this song since like 2016 and it, it was slowly coming together and I got to a point where I finished the words. This is like two years later, because I just let it take, you know, sort of grow in its own time. Didn't want to put pressure on writing it because um, it was personal to me. And um, when it came to the arrangement, we didn't really know what to do to make it sound like a Weird Milk song. And so me and Charlie were listening to a lot of music. We were listening to a lot of like the band and like, yeah, we were listening to a few records at home that we had. Then it sort of clicked and we sat down and we were like, yeah, let's just do this, let's write it. We started writing the riffs together, like the guitar riffs, because we had all the words down on the chords and then it was like, yeah, let's, do, let's add this spin to it. And yeah, then we recorded it. And you know, it was very much a product of what we were listening to at the time, as well as like, you know, the, the sentiment that had gone into it for years. I'm really, really proud of this song. It's probably one of the most personal songs I've ever written. And yeah, we re it was a great collaboration between myself and Charlie. We're gonna be playing um, a UK tour in November. And you can buy our tickets on our link tree, which is in our bio on Instagram, at Weird Milk Music. Hope you're enjoying the music. good i it's kind of shocking that these guys aren't bigger really it's, it's just radiant it's infectious it's the sound of a band that know exactly who they are and what they want and you can hear the influences straight off i mean they're big on the beatles i can hear some of the beach boys in there arctic monkeys definitely but 
because they know themselves so well, they're able to pick out the best bits from those influences and mold it all together in a way that best serves them. And they end up creating something pretty unique for it. So it starts off with that crisp acoustic guitar. In come those splashes of staccato electric guitar that sound really sick. And then you've got Alex's distinctive vocals. They sound quite inviting. It's almost like, come here, come listen to my voice. It's pretty compelling. And the keyboard that comes in in that second verse is ace as well. I really like that. It's the harmonies that do it for me though. That's kind of what makes these guys stand out. It's very Beach Boys. This is the bit I'm on about. So into the next bit of the song, you've got these wispy vocals, and I love the way that the guitars just build up underneath that. It's songwriting approached with so much confidence and just loads of swagger. To be sad forever with you Oh, what do you say? Would you risk me forever away? To a timeless and heavenly place I like those guys a lot. Weird Milk, Vienna. Go and check them out. I try and mix it up as best as I can on this podcast with like solo artists or duos and then bands. And I try not to go too band heavy because I realise for some people that could be a bit same. It's like, come on, no, sort yourself out. We want different things here. But these guys are so amazing that I couldn't not include them. I had to have them straight after Weird Milk because... They're quite different from Weird Milk, but I still think that they're equally as good in their own right. You've got Elliot Hinton on lead vocals and rhythm guitar, James Baines on lead guitar, Jack Ford on bass, and Jamie Royal on drums. And this four-piece Southwest London indie band are called The Motive. Shout out to my mate Callum, who pointed me in their direction. I'm very grateful you've done that because I found a new band that I can champion and chat about and follow and download all their stuff in the future. Basically, just take my money the motive take all my money i'm all for it they started off jamming at school back in the day they had a teacher that turned around and just said you guys you guys have something go out there spread your wings fly do it shout out to that teacher because whoever he she or they are nailed it to be honest they spotted something they're only young as well but i just think they've got the lyricism that matches that it's like retellings of their youth and most of the time, in a lot of their music, they're also looking ahead to the future, which is pretty cool because they contrast that with music that sounds quite nostalgic. And I want to chat about the track called Empty Time. It's their most recent single. It arrives as like a bit of a double single because the song straight after it on this mini EP is called Do You Know? And I think they're treating Empty Time and Do You Know as a wanna as a bit of a back-to-back thing. But I want to chat about Empty Time in particular because I think it shows off where these guys are at at the minute and I think it captures the essence of their sound. 
Like when you listen to them, when you listen to this song, you know what you're signing up for straight away. Here's James, the guitarist. Yeah, mate, so the process for Empty Time and Do You Know as a double-sided single started in about January of 2021, January, February time. Uh, unfortunately, there was this whole like pandemic and people weren't really going outside. But uh, we got in the studio, we managed to sort of when things were just opening up in like a late March, April time. And um, we just spent sort of a day or two in the studio at Tar Yard in King's Cross in London, um, just perfecting it really uh, with Matt Facey engineering. And we had Prash from Lonesome Dog Studios uh, mixing and mastering it. Um, we're really happy with the end product, you know, as a double sided single. Um, to tide us over until we were able to actually go back to gigs in the summer, which we have been smashing out since then. We've literally played all over the country, from Sheffield to Liverpool to Manchester to Bristol to London to Southampton to Brighton to everywhere else. Um, and you can still see us on tour to this day, um, if that is something that you wanted to do. Um, the process of it, I mean, empty time is just sort of about, you know, not wanting to, not wanting to mess someone about really, you know, just, um, feeling like you've wasted time basically you know making up for empty time like um as a process just thinking like oh god like this has really been it's been you know where are we going with this you know sort of thing and i think it's turned out as a really a really fun song to play and you know selfishly i do still listen back to it because i quite enjoy how it's come out and the process and the amount of time we took to get involved with it so you can hear it on tour with us um Oh God, wherever really, all over the country, genuinely, we're all about. If you've got a gig for us, we'll be there. Yeah, thank you for having us on, by the way. Much appreciated. Um, we've been emotive, and uh, we will see you later. Right, let's go. Hey men, we are emotive, and this is our song, Empty Time. Yes! sold on that drum sound it's it's really sick i'm i don't know why i get nerdy about drum sounds because i'm not even a drummer but when i hear a good drum sound i'm like yes that's exactly what it needs it's roomy and i think the snare sounds really snappy could crack a shin to that and then in comes this pillowy guitar it's this riff that is taken straight from an indie 101 textbook which i'm all for i just love how quintessentially indie it is and then in come these incredible vocals, which are quite simple in the verse, and it's teeing up the chorus where the vocals soar. There's some incredible hooks. And when you put the drums, bass, guitar, and vocals all together, it sounds quite retrospective. It does sound like they're reminiscing on like the good old days. It sounds like the song's drenched in sepia tone. And it's one of those choruses in this song where you're instantly singing back to it. It's definitely got like a, a lot of repeat value in it, I'd say. I want to get into the next bit of the song and it's cool because you'll hear the drums and the bass drop out and you're just left with the two guitars 
So it just brings that riff back into the mainframe and then it's just straight back in. Sounds ace. Absolutely killer. And I love that little halftime break at the end that the band do. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sold. I like this touch as well. Lately I've just been wasting all this time and these doubts rolling round my mind. Just that little that little kind of brief pause for breath and straight back in. I just think it's got that summer shine to it, like a circle wave song, but I'm also hearing a little bit of Ian Brown, like Stone Roses, especially in the vocals. I mean, they're two bands to definitely be drawing from for sure. And I think these guys are incredible. So that's me done. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. That was episode 24. I'll be back for 25 next time. Yeah, appreciate it in a bit.